everyone and welcome back to the breakdown i'm luke i'm kurt and we are so happy that you have taken this time to join us and discuss this past sunday's message yeah it really is i was thinking about coming in today man what a privilege to be here i have a lot of fun doing the show me with too you. <laughs> me too me too it's always good and uh we love hearing from you i just want to say that sometimes you stop us on a sunday or if we don't get to meet you if you're at a parachute church or if you're just watching mm -hmm. it's so great to hear from you so thank you so much for checking in as always you can email info at hpc.church if you have any questions but we got some cool news luke Yes, we do. Can we do a little drum roll here? Yes, we can. So we heard from the executives, and we have been bumped up from our 6.30 time slot to prime time, baby. Yeah. We're moving to 8 p.m. Not yet, but on June 22nd, you can catch the breakdown at 8 p.m. We're going to roll in with summer. Absolutely. So, coming in with a bang. Yeah, coming in with a yeah. bang. You or know, a you splash. Can... <laughs> I don't know. I think it'll probably yeah. be a splash by the time uh, <laughs> Alex has his way with us, right? <laughs> so oh. we're going to have a great time, but we figured, you know, the summer is here and uh, get you more daylight and then you can sit down and do the breakdown with us at 8 p.m. So we look forward to seeing you there. Mark your calendars. Um, it is June 22nd, 8 p.m., which yes. is actually the first full day of summer. Summer arrives on the 21st. Yeah. And then after that, the days start getting shorter. Oh, don't go there. It no, makes me nobody so sad. Nobody it makes welcomes me that. so sad. Okay. Nobody right. welcomed that. Right. Bring but it's back. fact. It is fact. <laughs> and we are about speaking truth here. I guess so. All right. No, we are. That's really good. <laughs> speaking of truth, yeah. you know, Pastor Jack has us in the seven-letter rampage. And this is actually really cool um, to hear about. I have to say, I've never actually gone through the revelation experience with a pastor who there's no fear associated mm. with it. It's just really pure. It's really nice. Oh yeah. It's it's I don't want to say comfortable in a bad sense, but it's like you could it's palatable. Oh yeah, absolutely. And what I think is cool is even though you can we know what the next church is going to be. Yeah. Like you can go read those verses yes, that are associated with it. There is still such a newness of how the Lord leads Zach to um, interpret it for us today. Yes. You know, like while still keeping, you know, the message th from what the text says That's and right. in the context of the history, but also giving it that relevance and application to today. Yeah, it's so true. And I think that's one of the things I really love to hit on is that it really is applicable, practical for today. And there's no there's no sense of, just coming back to there's no sense of like fear or no. mysticism no. around it. And yep. a lot of other times I've heard Revelation gone through, it's almost like a mysticism and a fear in the approach. But mm -hmm. again, starting back from the first part of the the book, you're blessed by reading these things yeah. and interpreting them and understanding. So I just think really good there. But uh, let's talk a little bit about this. So mm -hmm. we have this 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 letter to the church at Pergamum, which I do want to clarify because I sit there with the New King James translation. Some of my friends sit there with the King James and ours says Pergamos. So just really important to know that if your Bible says Pergamos, you're not off. It's Pergamum, um, not to be confused with purgatory. So, <laughs> but so, mm. so Jesus speaks to this church, and, and I love what, what Zach highlighted on Sunday. We have to pay careful attention to the way that Jesus is describing himself. Yes. And he reveals yes. himself to this church as what? As uh, the double-edged sword. Yes. And he clarifies later on in that passage that that double-edged sword actually comes out of his mouth, out of which, his mouth. which shows us how powerful the mm -hmm. truth is right. coming out of uh, out of our mouths. But one of the things we wanted to highlight tonight is that Jesus is that two-edged sword. And I love that right. Pastor Zach took some time on Sunday to really talk about what that means for us. Right, right. Because Jesus is the Word of God. Yes. And, you know, John, the writer, 
if you go back to the first chapter of the Gospel of John, it starts off with, in the beginning was the Word, yes. and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is truth. That's it. He is the Word of God. So he has the final say. Mm -hmm. And then hearkening back to last week, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He encompasses everything. Yeah. So what he says goes. And as you can see, as we will see when we discuss this, the people in Pergamum, the believers, they were being caught up with being pulled astray and finding other sources of truth mm. and other sources for, for their, you know, their, their sufficiency yes. for their sustenance, mm -hmm. other than keeping God where he ought to be as the, as they're all in all. Yeah. And I think it's so true, you know, Jesus speaks about himself being this double-edged sword, and then we have the privilege. Keep in mind here, when these things were written and recorded, um, they weren't they weren't compiled in this text that we have today. No. This this took place later on. Yes. So the 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 composition, the putting together of the old and new testaments, mm -hmm. that all took place later right. on. So these were letters that were sent out. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is describing himself. Now, when we look at that, we look at Jesus as the two-edged sword, but we also look at the Word of God, Hebrews Amen. 4. Yep. The Word of God is quick, sharp, and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword. And Pastor Zach mentioned, mm -hmm. piercing even the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and it is a discerner yep. of the will and the intents of right. the heart. So I think what I loved was being communicated on Sunday is, hey, you got to let that Word take root inside of you first, that's where it's a two-edged sword. We're Amen. so quick to, to shoot the word yeah. out of our mouth. Yes. How many believers have yes. been accused of Bible thumping, mm -hmm. right? But are we letting that word take residence inside of us and have that Holy Spirit conviction? Right. right. What does Jesus say? You first have to remove the plank from mm -hmm. your own eyes so you can see clearly. So right. I, I think even before we get to the practical side of the message on Sunday, just one, one takeaway is to really allow the word to discover and reveal mm -hmm. your your current state in life. Right, right. And I think, you know, when we have that proper view of the authority of Christ and that we need him in our life, we needed him to redeem us, we yes. needed him to save us, then that creates um, a love for his person and his words and his truth and when we take that in, we're going to take it in and it's going to change us first. Yes. So that's that's the thing. The work of God always starts by changing you first. That's it. So before we can look to change others or be an instrument to change others, we have to first submit to his surgery. We have mm -hmm. to submit to allowing his word to penetrate our hearts. And then um, then he makes us fit for service, you know, and and. I think that when we when that happens, and it's not just taking in, oh, this is what Jesus says, so I'm just going to throw this at this situation. No, no. when you take that in and That's you allow it. it to change you, you you are also changed by His love. Mm -hmm. So when we share His truth, it's it's laced with His grace and His love because ultimately we are not the ones that are going to change. Um, the people in our life or the situations in our life that are not that are, that are you know, they're living contrary to the word of God or, or things that are just, they, they go against how God calls us to live. Yeah. We want them to be changed by Christ. That's it. And so when we are first changed, then I, I think we kind of get out of the way as we are ministering to those situations, if that, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. And I think that's really good. You know, just because something is hard to swallow 
or it may seem very sharp, especially if we're sitting there on a Sunday morning, right? And you're hearing this word come forth, or if you're in worship, and we want to talk mm. about that. Oh, absolutely, in worship. we have to. Yeah, and and yeah. You, something is a little bit hard to swallow. It's so important to stay in that place yes. of recognizing God that Jesus me. is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. God changed me. Yeah, you are the double-edged sword. If if something is kind of conflicting with me at the moment, you know, I'm gonna miss out from you, Lord, if I just write that off right mm. now. But if I walk with you. You know, if I walk with you, I'm going to receive. And I just think it's really interesting because a perfect point to jump in and talk about Sunday service. We always love tying in what happens in the worship oh, yeah. and yeah. and the word. Yeah. Um, so I I thought it was so beautiful how um, Jamal was so led yeah. to ask for tickets mm-hmm. for people to write down what it is they wanted the Lord to redeem. And uh, he, it, like he had said on Sunday, he and I were talking about it on Thursday night and he was, it was more like he was sharing what was his burden and what he really wanted to do. He wasn't, he wasn't sure, but he really felt impressed that this is what we were going to end up doing. Yeah. And then um, to go through with that and because the idea of redemption is so it's so important because yeah. that's the gospel story. It was God redeeming us when we couldn't redeem ourselves first in our salvation, mm-hmm. but then also that plays out into our life because the, he, Christ will give us all these things. He yeah. wants to redeem every part of our life. Yeah, and then to have at the end of this passage, Pastor Zach explained that the white stone was also used as a ticket yeah. in the in these ancient times for attendance or for to be redeemed at a particular event at a particular time mm-hmm. and how God meets us in our life That's like it. Jamal was saying he he redeems things in his time at the right time and we just have to submit that to him That's so good. And you know like writing it down on a on a on a piece of paper you know some for me sometimes I have a hard time like getting past what in my flesh, like I'll call gimmicks. And I do think sometimes people do gimmicky things. Yeah. Um, but it was it was so cool to see how the Lord showed me that, you know, this this is real. Yeah. And 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 Jamal wasn't it wasn't a gimmick. No, it really wasn't. You know? And and I think it's so beautiful how it all tied together. And I just want to say this too, you know, if you were sitting there in worship and you're like, man, should I should I go to the front? Or standing yeah. there rather, and you're right. like, should I go to the front? Keep in mind that Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, forever. So if you didn't make it to the altar on Sunday for whatever oh, no, reason, no. nothing keeps you no, from being able not. to lay down that right. hindrance and, right. and and allow it to be redeemed. Right. Because I was going to say, you know, yeah. I was looking to my wife again and, and she was like waiting for me to go up front. And I was saying I had just done this on Tuesday. Right. I just asked the Lord to redeem something mm-hmm. on Tuesday and we took action with communion, right? We, that was yeah, our action yeah. point. And I love the point of the ticket because it brought, it came full circle with Pastor Zach's message with that stone to be redeemed, which also brought a lot of clarity, I mm-hmm. think, to what that stone actually Absolutely. represents. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And and thank you for emphasizing that because that, that is so true. We don't, just because you didn't write a ticket doesn't yeah. mean that the Lord isn't, is, is going, isn't going to redeem your situation. Yeah, no, right. the, the ticket is emblematic for us submitting a situation to the Lord. And we can do that on our own. Yeah. Um, I just think that for some people, and this is what the Lord showed me on Sunday, is if for someone, if it takes them going to the front and writing a ticket for them to come to that place in their heart, then that's 
that's fine and that's good. Yeah, it's actually faith. Yes. The, you know, James says, you show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Mm -hmm. And that's actually faith. When yes. you put some stock and you put something to, you put legs to your faith. That is actually what's happening. So I love that, to be able yeah. to come out of your seat and say, I am going to write this down and I am going to leave it right mm -hmm. there. It was just so cool. And what oh, yeah. I love, what yeah. I love, I think part of the gimmick thing you're bringing up is that it's so it's so important to clarify that Pastor Zach and Jamal did not come up they with this. They didn't come up this with this. This wasn't a scheme. No. They didn't come up with this no. beforehand. And we see this a lot of times at the School of the Spirit, how our teachers are teaching same concepts and principles at different points, and the Holy Spirit's mm -hmm. the one weaving it together. Right. That's the beauty of an apostolic Holy Spirit-led church. Because yeah. we're submitted to the Holy Spirit who knows all things. Right. So. And then we're submitted to each other's leading That's in the it. Holy Spirit. That's it. You know? That's it. So there was a lot here that yeah. was that was covered. So much. And even even taking a look at just bringing up this passage, one of the one of the points that really came across was Jesus saying, I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. And just we might look at that place of Satan's throne as like what Pastor Zach was communicating, just like real evil, like this is it. But it's in that place where you're having to stand the test. You're having to really stand by your faith and not compromise. Right, because what was going on there was good stuff. Yeah, it was good stuff. You know, like they they stood up for the word of God. They, they had martyrs. Mm -hmm. They had heroes, heroes, essentially. You know, so Satan sets up his shop where, you know... He, God, the work of God is a threat to him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to do it um, with atheists because they've already kind of done the, the work themselves, you know? Um, and that's, so that's the key is that they were also then being led astray yeah. because it wasn't coming out in like this blatantly, obviously evil um, manner. Yeah, and I think that's part of why Jesus brings up that the the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, mm -hmm. which Pastor Zach also clarified that, right. <laughs> that Jesus hates the teaching, right. not the Nicolaitans. Mm -hmm. He kept pointing to that; it was really good. Um, and and Balaam, right? And and the ability to like, okay, this is where we want to bring this up now that you can be declaring blessing over your life and expect to walk into that blessing, but at the same time, you can simultaneously be deploying the curses of the world. And I have right. to say, this is the part of the service that really stopped me dead in my tracks. Right. And having grown up in a household and in a church where we were taught to speak blessing, and then thinking about the generation that God is using me to raise, I'm teaching my children to speak blessing. But am I doing the converse? Am I dealing with the converse side of where are we deploying curses? Where are we inviting and invoking these curses in our life? And what, what the issue was with Balaam was that he couldn't curse what God had blessed, but right. he could teach. He could only speak as God yep. told him to speak. Yep. yep. He had no ability to curse mm -hmm. and speak against what God had already blessed. And he had to come into agreement, which is a really cool teaching in and of itself. But he could teach how to be led astray. He could teach them how to stumble. Right. Right. And that's what he did. With, that's what he encouraged. Um Balak mm -hmm. to in order because he he couldn't curse the nope. Israelites, but he said we can we can lead them into compromise. We yeah. can get our women to entice their men. That's it. And they they went and they committed you know sexual acts in the worship of of the ba of Baal of Peor. Mm -hmm. 
And when they do that, it's you. That's that's what would be considered deploying the curses that's of it. the world. That's it. Deploying the curses of the world is whenever we live or act in a way that goes against the 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 word of God and how God wants us to live our life, mm. our Christian our Christian ethic. Because there are consequences to our actions, and I think that's what Paul is saying when he says, like, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but yeah. be transformed to, by the renewing of your mind. It's when we are walking according to the patterns of this world, we then reap the consequences that this world's um, sin patterns will will reap in the end, yeah. you know? So even though we are redeemed, yep. even though our spirit is redeemed, and this is this goes back to the whole soul study, if you're not enrolled, definitely You definitely enroll. need to get enrolled. Yep. Um, because that's basically the soul study is learning to recognize how you know, we may be, quote unquote, deploying the curses of the world in our own life. Yeah. Um, that's 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 the key. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is looking at just a practical step. I think where I was hit between the eyes on Sunday is like, OK, Lord, I can speak all this blessing in my household and I can raise my children and encourage our family to speak this blessing. But what are we coming into agreement with? Right. This is where he brought up the the immoral acts because the sexual is a covenant. Mm -hmm. And so you're coming into agreement. And so what am I coming into agreement with? Or yes. what, am I, what am I allowing my children to, to come, to come agreement. into agreement yes. with that is producing a right. curse in their life. And, and that's a really important point to pause and to say, what do we tolerate in our house? What we mm -hmm. might sit around the table and we say, okay, we always pray at dinner time, but we're totally okay with all this immoral stuff that we're watching, taking in through right. our ears and eyes. Is that really, are we going to reap the benefit of the blessings that we're invoking and praying for? We're right. probably not. And that's what Pastor Zach yep. was saying. You cannot achieve the blessing of God by worldly principles and practices. No. It has to be kingdom no, principles. Yeah. 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 So I think it's really good as as a, not just a parent, but as a person to say, okay, where am I, where am I speaking blessing? But then also conversely, just opening myself up to. Amen. Because it may be, I have felt for quite a while, Luke, I don't know how you feel about this, but I have felt for quite a while that one of the tricks and, uh, and traps of the enemy is to really lull the church to sleep. We get everybody consumed with all this different entertainment. I think in its place, mm -hmm. it's fine. Yes. But we're so consumed with all of this that we're just being lulled. We don't even know what's mm -hmm. coming through the back door. No, we don't. We don't. And, you know, it, when you were mentioning praying at the dinner table, um, what came to mind is how even th even that can become a stumbling block if we're praying just out of tradition. Yeah. Because the world is okay with tradition. Yeah, it's and true. Religious tradition. Like even in, you know, when Christmas rolls around, even in secular stores and even in our secularized society, you might hear like a Christian, yeah. you know, Hark the Herald Angels Sing playing because they're okay with tradition. Mm-hmm. So when we're, we're when we're doing that with our kids or in our families, it's we're praying not out of tradition, That's but right. we're praying because we are thankful to the Lord. We are thankful to the Lord being our provider, you know. And and, knowing, and, and, and but we can subtly, like you're saying, that subtly is we it. can fall into tradition, yeah. and at that point, you've it's lost its its spiritual nourishment in that act. Absolutely, and you're bringing up such a great point because God is supposed to be the sum total of our sustenance. Everything comes 
through him. And this is where Pastor Zach was kind of closing out the message is that we've become really focused on receiving, you know, what is, this is just an example, what is the government saying or what is healthcare right. saying? We're getting our dictates and we're getting our life focus from those areas instead of allowing the word of God to be that double-edged sword and to Correct. the Holy Spirit to lead us. Correct. So I, you know, I always think it's interesting when we get to these parts because you're in the medical field. I am. And, um, you know, for those who I don't mean, know. I mean, I didn't feel very welcome on Sunday. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. No, I'm just kidding. You didn't walk in with your badge no, right I'm, there. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm, I'm very happy that I'm in the medical field. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I want to bring this up. Yeah. So Pastor Zach brought us to the, this next part of this this teaching, and he brought up Asclepius. Right, because this helps us understand how they were being led astray. Yes, that's yeah. really what the context was. And yeah. we just pause for a moment and say this. Listen, it's not it's not critical and absolutely paramount that you understand all these fine details no. of these scriptures. And it's not critical that you go out on a witch hunt and start looking for all the areas in your life. What's important and what's critical is to be submitted to the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So 100%. we're not encouraging a witch, a witch hunt in no. terms of what's my practical takeaway. We're encouraging, let's be let's be submitted to right, the Holy Spirit. Right, because we're not encouraging legalism. That's it. Yeah. That's no. it. But if the Holy Spirit puts his right. finger on something, by all means, submit it and release it and Amen. allow the Lord to redeem it. Amen. So we have this area of medical practice. And of course, Pastor Zach, in his in his way, is kind of saying like, hey, I'm not saying that, you know, the medical field is devil worshipers, and I'm not saying they're, they're not. not. <laughs> <laughs> but he did bring up a very alarming statistic, and I have no idea where he got it, that 6% of the medical professionals actually know what this symbol is. And hopefully we can get the symbol up on, on the screen. Mm -hmm. But Pastor Zach shared with where, shared with us the image of Asclepius mm -hmm. and how he was this god and he had this rod with the serpent. And I'm going to tell you where my mind went. But then we go to modern culture where in the medical field, we have this somewhat of a cross type thing with the same the same. Yeah, image. that's... Uh, so. What is that, Luke? Well, <laughs> what's really interesting, so there's there's two symbols. Okay. Um, with snakes that are associated with the medical profession. There's the rod of Asclepius, and then there's that other one with the, um, it's called the caduceus, I believe. I might be mispronouncing it, but it's caduceus. Okay. There's two There's two snakes. Okay. That one um, was actually associated with commerce. So it its origin is actually not wow. um, with, medic, with, with medicine. Interesting. But the rod of Asclepius is. Okay. That one for sure. Which my mind immediately goes to when I, not you said when you were a kid, and of course you're in the medical field, it's not fair, but even as a 37-year-old male, every time I see that, I tell my kids, you guys see that image right there? Yep. That's because everybody knows that God told Moses to hold up a serpent. That's what I thought <laughs> in Sunday school. I was like, oh. Yeah, but you're saying Sunday school. I'm saying as a 37-year-old oh. <laughs> man, I still think that that's what it is, and it's not. It's no, it's not. not. It's, it's not. It's not the same serpent. No, it's not the same serpent. So you have Asclepius, who was the god of medicine, mm. healing, rejuvenation, and physicians. Yeah. And the priests in in the temples of Asclepius were actually the physicians. Yeah. So you had so to be a, a, a priest there, like you were also a you were a physician. You were a doctor. Okay. Essentially. Mm -hmm. Now going back to the story of Moses. Yes, in the story of Moses. Um, when the when the play comes and like they and, and they are they they are cursed with snake bites mm -hmm. the the lord says okay to save the people you will take you'll make a bronze yep. um you know 
rod and put a, a bronze snake around it and they hold it up and anyone Whoever that looks, looks correct looks at the bronze serpent they will be healed correct that story that that account takes place before um you know the worship of asclepius takes place okay so but, I, but but they are not they're not associated. They're not associated. But it, but it, it you know I think it's pretty interesting. To oh think yeah. That you know several yeah. hundreds of years later. Oh that yeah. Asclepius picks yeah. up and this is part of his image. And I think it really what happens is you and I were talking about yeah. this off camera. What what can the enemy do? He can only twist and pervert. Right. He cannot oh, abso- create. Yes, absolutely. He cannot. But create. he can corrupt. He can yeah. corrupt. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a really important point to stop and say okay so. I think what it comes down to is not demonizing the medical profession because no. you're a follower of Christ, you're in the medical profession, and you you approach, even though you may not be able to out loud, but you approach what you're doing with faith, mm-hmm. and you're caring for patients, you're praying for patients. Yep, whenever possible. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and I just yeah. think that's really a, an amazing mark that... You know, it's we don't have to demonize, and I don't believe that's what Zach was saying. No, he, he was, was really he being tongue in cheek and really funny. Yes, and 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 he's the only one I think can get I away under, with. That. I understood that. Yeah. I was just being feel, no. So I know. I, I think too. it's great. I, I love that he's able to do that, <laughs> and and it's important to say like, okay, but we can't get our sustenance. We cannot be completely looking, just like we can't be completely looking to the right. government for our answers. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. And I think that you know Satan understood that he knows the story he he knows what moses did in the desert and i do think that he inspired you know these pagan people mm-hmm. when they were when the cult of asclepius was forming and there were all these because there were there are these non-venomous snakes that were that were around at the time in those those pagan temples um, and they were used for some of they believed they were used for some of the rituals or maybe some of the healing practices to incorporate that into that symbol mm. as a mockery of what God had done in the Old Testament. Yeah. And so taking that understanding, we now apply that to medicine where it's, yeah, medi- we we experience sickness in this world and God is our healer and God gives us, you know, wisdom. He, he you know, we, we have scientific discoveries that have caused medical breakthrough with, with actual, you know, beneficial drugs. Yeah, there are some drugs that are harmful, but there are many that are beneficial. Um, and when we are using that within the context of knowing that God is our healer and God is the source of wisdom, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, medicine is kind of like the closest thing to like scientific magic, if you think Mm -hmm. about it. And so Satan taking that and now like perverting it and creating it into this entire pagan cult. And then that, you know, that that could be used. And as it was in this in the town of the city of Pergamum, that that caused people to, you know, seek out healing. But they were seeking it out from these from these worldly systems. Yeah. You know, to the point where obviously somewhere in their heart, they had they had not they'd taken God off of that place of of honor and respect and 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 total total sufficiency he had stopped being their gyra yeah yeah you know yeah. to where their hearts were were trying to coexist in these two worlds and it's like yeah the spiritual healing from Christ but then also physical healing from these pagan temples yeah 
you're saying something that's really critical. And man, we we don't have enough time to cover this, and I really want to because you're talking about in my Bible that actually calls this church the compromising church. Right. And we find that we're compromising when we're trying to take these two worlds and mix them together. Yeah. Guess what? By virtue of being a follower of Christ, you're going to be different. You're not going to fit. And I think one of the things that Zach was saying without saying it is that listen, we can throw medicinal in front of something like marijuana use, right. and all of a sudden now we're feeling like it's okay. That is a complete compromise because Absolutely. it is a hallucinogen. Mm-hmm. You are you know, losing that mental control and invoking other spirits and involvement in your life. And I think that is something right. that's really, really critical and important to talk about in our day and age because oh, I, yes. I am finding with a lot of especially younger, newer believers, man, the compromise is so strong that it's not even, they don't even understand necessarily the why it could be wrong. No, no. And I just think it's really important that we take the time to dialogue and to understand and communicate, like, just because government or medicine says it's okay, it doesn't mean it's what the Lord has that's perfect for you. And if you come back to the Lord being your gyra, right. being your provider, being your all in all, mm-hmm. then he will lead you by his spirit to right. everything. And, and, and it's about searching our hearts yeah. in these situations. Like I know for me, whenever something feels wrong in my body, um, I've grown in this and I think I shared this. You did. It was last week. Yes. But my immediate impulse is to run to... Um, WebMD or Google my symptom, you know, to try mm. to figure out what is the medical thing that I have to do. Right. And running to that immediately as like, this is, this is what I, ha- I have. To, I, this is where my answer is going to be. This is where my healing is going to be. There's got to be some medicine, some drugs, something that I do. Yeah. Or some other more knowledgeable person is going to prescribe that's going to heal me. That's good. Rather than mm-hmm. immediately saying, God, you tell me not to worry. Yeah. You tell me, you know, that you hold, that you form my body and you, you, it's in you that I have my being, yeah, you know? Yeah. Give me wisdom in this situation That's and good. I trust you for my healing. And if it's gonna come to come through a doctor, then guide me to the doctor. That's it. Should I go to the doctor? Guide me in this. Yes, Lord. Yes. That's so good, Luke. I, I really think, and again, we're talking, we're in a sense, we could be talking very lofty, but in the practical sense, it all comes down to the same thing. And it's a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And obviously, like Pastor Zach was saying, I'm not telling you not to call 911. Listen, in the day and age that we're living, where the dark is becoming darker and the light really is shining ever brighter, we need to know how to hear the voice of the Lord. And uh, so much that we want to talk about. Here's the most important thing we want you to know, just to keep coming back and keep studying out this word with us. It's going to be another great Sunday. Oh, in this upcoming is. week. It's it hard to believe. We're, I, definitely I'm like, is. there's so much I want to talk about and we oh, got to, we kind of call it a night, but thank you for joining us. Don't forget, we go to prime time in just a few weeks. June 22nd will be our very first night with you at 8 p.m. right here. And uh, why don't you just pray us out? Absolutely. Man. Oh, Father, we thank you that in you, we have everything that we need. That just as you provided manna for your children in the wilderness to feed their their physical bodies you also provide us with spiritual manna to sustain us in every area where we lack mm-hmm. because you are our source you are the one that we run to and father you redeem every aspect of our lives and so father we just submit these areas where we are running to the world before running to you we submit these areas where the world is pulling our heart away from the path that you have put us on. And so, Father, we we just we give that all to you. We ask for your forgiveness, and we just ask that we would be filled 
um, in these areas, knowing that you are you are our our gyra, you are the one that provides for everything that we need. And so, God, Father, as we um, as we just go about our lives, may we walk that out. May we walk that out with faith and boldness, and and share your love and your truth with everyone that we encounter by the lives that we live and by your redeeming work in the situations um, where we find ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we will see you back next week at 6.30 right here. Mm -hmm. So don't miss it. And until then, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. This is The Breakdown.